Welcome to Simple Truth, a weekly broadcast dedicated to the exhortation and equipping of the body of Christ. And now, here's Pastor Terrence Williams and Pastor Mark Wingfield. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark Wingfield with Pastor Terrence Williams and Sam King, and we are Simple Truth Radio. We are a ministry that airs on Sunday mornings on WBTX Radio. And we are also found on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and you can find any of the uh, last episodes that we have done of this show, um, as well as our Cutting Edge show, which is on um, every week that we aren't recording for the radio. And then uh, some of you are listening to us or watching us on Facebook Live, and for that, we are definitely thankful, especially when you guys are giving us such helpful comments here. I'm looking and seeing all kinds of comments um, from tonight's um, uh, recording and um, we're very thankful. We've mentioned and we'll mention one last time that if you want to see your comment thrown on the screen during the live stream, you do need to be on the Simple Truth page, not on Mark Wingfield or Terrence Williams page or First Baptist Grotto's page. You can be a part of, of everything there. You can comment even, but we may not see the comment and it won't go on to the screen. So um, we're just going to talk uh, for a few minutes about uh, how to read scripture, why God gave us scripture. Um, you know, I, I read something um, today, just a very, very common uh, comment. The person made very well meaning. Um, my understanding, probably a new believer, um, definitely a first time Bible reader and made the comment that, uh, that when we try to understand what the Bible says, that, um, that it can mean different things to different people mm -hmm. and that it's not important about whether a person is right or wrong. Um, well, unfortunately, um, I would say a lot of people view the Bible in that way, um, but they are wrong in saying that. And I, I told this person gently that, uh, that that's not true because the Bible does have a meaning and is the meaning that God gave it when God breathed these words um, onto the, the paper through the hand of Paul, through the hand of Peter or John or Moses or David or whoever. Um, but these are God's words and there is a meaning and there is a truth. And so our job as Christians is to try to understand what is it that God was saying here? How does this apply to my life? And we, we should never be satisfied to just say, well, you know, to me, this means, see, I was an English major. We would do that with a poem. You can do that with a short story. It's called reader response theory. Uh, the question was always who assigns um, uh, meaning to a, the text, the author or the reader. And most of the kids in my class, uh, you know, when I was there at Radford University were saying, it's the reader. Whatever the reader gets out of it, that's the actual meaning. Hmm. But when we're looking at the Bible, it is the author. It is always the author who gives meaning to scripture. And so, yeah. so anyway, and yes, uh, Sean, we got to look at context. We have to, uh, um, we have to, to look at what the Bible says as a whole. Sometimes we have to piece things together mm -hmm. and really it's a lifetime journey learning this book. It's 66 books uh, mm -hmm. composed in one. Mm -hmm. um, but there is one meaning. You've got your Bible open to 2 Timothy 3. I certainly think I know what you're getting ready to tell us. Mm -hmm. So tell us, is 16 and 17 is my guess? Uh, 16, 17, and into chapter 4. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Yes. Um, Keep going. Uh, 
all scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For who? That the man of God may be complete. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. And he tells Timothy in chapter four, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. And we can go on for the time will come that they will not endure sound right. doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they heap up for themselves teachers that will tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And we're living in that day. Um, and they'll tell them what they want to hear, and they will interpret it in the way they think that they want to interpret it. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, they can say, well, hey, this scripture really isn't saying that two men shouldn't be sexually active together. It's just saying that a man shouldn't force that kind of thing on a boy that doesn't want it. Yeah. I mean, that's not what the, the word says in Romans 1, and yet that's sometimes the, the thing mm-hmm. you'll get. Or I've heard someone say, hey, you know what that's not really talking about homosexuality um, as far as a person that um, has those desires already within them because God gave that to him that's just saying that a person who doesn't have those natural desires a heterosexual for example shouldn't try to cross over and and it's crazy what people will say when they want you to hear um, something like say itching ears that that will satisfy you and keep you coming back and put money in the plate and etc etc so Mm -hmm. um, so yeah so the other passage that I I think of um, that goes right along the same ways in Peter in second Peter um, at the end of uh, chapter one going into verse 19 and Peter says and we have the prophetic word more fully conformed to which you would do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts knowing this first of all that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So both of those uh, passages uh, do tell us that the Bible that we have, the Word of God that we have, clearly came from God. So these are God's own words to us, not just inspired by God, not just, uh, you know, um, uh, tells us some things about God. These are God's very words. And so for that reason, um, we hold them to be high truth. Now, the question you also had um, posed earlier on Facebook today, which I really thought was a very good question, um, and that is who, uh, who is the Bible for? And I, I saw that you had all kinds of answers there, mm-hmm. and um, and I agree. Um, I agree with uh, with 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 what you would say, and that is that God gave us the word for believers mm-hmm. uh, to help us, just as you said, men of God. Now, I would add something to that. Uh, when I look at John uh, twenty. Um, if I can find the actual uh, quote. Uh, yeah, yeah. So John 20 said, Now Jesus did many other signs in the uh, presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, when I read that, I see the possibility that the person reading it at that moment comes into the reading, not yet having believed in Christ, mm-hmm. but through the reading would. And so perhaps we could even extend it to say that the Bible is written for those who believe 
as well as for those who will believe. Mm -hmm. For example, we have people in our church right now who are not Christians, not professing Christians that are reading their Bible every day. And I certainly would never say, well, don't read it because there's no uh, help for it. But at the same time, we both also understand that until the Holy Spirit yeah. shows it to them and helps them to understand these are things that are spiritually discerned and those people aren't yet spiritual. And so it's through that process though, that God, I think sometimes does use. And we know that when we even witness to a person that they come to Christ, it's not our words. It's the words of God that has the power. When we do the Roman road or when we point them to John 14, six or whatever. So, well, and we know that the, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repent. So, I mean, I would never, you know, I know people who I've, known people down through the years that read the have uh, you know have bible knowledge and have read the bible or was reading it uh, and even come up and ask me questions most often from mm. revelation of mm. course but <laughs> um uh-huh. uh just curious and you know i would my heart would leap because man you know that that's something that that's something that we all want is you know people even if they're not living for God you know that they're searching, right. and so you know God it's His goodness that leads them to repent. So I mean if it's something that uh, you know something that jumps in their spirit, something that quickens to them that that speaks to them that leads them to realize where their sinful state is and that they need God that they need redemption, and I mean you know especially in our generation there are there aren't many kids even some of the big time partiers that both of us knew that didn't mm-hmm. darken the door of a door of a church right um probably even after partying on Saturday night I know I did right I uh, went to church cuz I honored my grandmother but um so I mean we have I mean maybe in this generation now Gen Z I guess you probably have People, you know, a, le- a very small percentage of people that even know anything about the Bible versus I think in our generation, we were probably, right. I mean, we st- we still had WWRE. I mean, we still had, right. you know, right. Mrs. Clark. I don't know if you had And her, my but- mom. My mom was one of them too. <laughs> but yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Clark. Uh, and, and, yeah. 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 You're right. Um, that's often been said that <clears throat> we grew up. Uh, United States was still closer to Jerusalem, uh, and now it's more like we're in Athens. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you uh, when you go into Jerusalem, when Paul was speaking to people who already had a background knowledge of the Old Testament, or for our uh, context, people who already had an understanding of some of the things of God, well, then we use those things to teach the truth. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we have somebody who doesn't have any um, understanding of God, like the people in Athens, they would have you know the statue to the unknown God, and they would have this and that, and well. Well, you still might use the word, but you have to understand that these people don't have um, the same background knowledge that you did when you were growing up. And you do have to, of course, address it uh, differently. And so, um, so anyway, but, but ultimately it is always the words of word of God mm-hmm. that changes hearts, transforms people. People are born again. Um, Romans, uh, excuse me, uh, um, Psalm 19 talks about in the first six verses that um, that is God's creation that screams his existence and that nobody can deny. Um, but in verse seven, it says that it is the word of God that is perfect in um, reviving um, or refreshing the soul or converting the soul. It's, I think, the King James Version. So it's the word of God that does that. 
And so um, ultimately, yes, the, the, the words here in this Bible were given for disciples of Christ, um, but even a person that's not a believer yet, um, this is the word that, that saves them. You know, and one example, I think, uh, you know, just thinking about the words of Christ in Matthew 5 through 7, which is the um, Sermon on the Mount, those words that Jesus has given his disciples are clearly for believers, He's not saying that he expects a non-believer to turn the other cheek. His point is they may not, but you're different. You're in a different, held to a different standard, and therefore you turn the other cheek. And so um, I think that when you read the uh, the Sermon on the Mount, that's probably more than any other place for me in the Gospels where Jesus was definitely preaching to his disciples. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have about a minute here left. Um, anything else you want to say about the Word of God, about your Bible, about Scripture? No, I mean, um, I just, you know, I posed that question in the post, uh, basically, because, um, you know, we need, we need to understand that uh, those things, I mean, even some of the, even some of the the tough things that Jesus said, and Paul said, and all those things, uh, I mean, we can sometimes think about how evil the world is, yet God was directing his words to to his people, you know, these things that are going on in your midst. I mean, you know, and Paul talked about in first Corinthians five about the man sleeping with his father's uh, father's wife right. uh, and not to eat with him, not to have fellowship with him. I mean, those were people that were in the body. So, I mean, you know, there are some tough things in scripture that we can't just say, you know, are, you know, that's for them out there. No, it's, he's talking to us. Right, right. Um, all right. So, hey, well, that's it for tonight. Thank you all for being part of this. You know, if you're watching live live stream, we're not completely done yet. Stick around for just a minute. But if you're listening to WBTX, glad that you were with us tonight or this morning. We'll see you next week. Pastor Mark, Pastor Terrence, and Sam for Simple Truth Radio. Thank you for listening to Simple Truth. We look forward to bringing you new messages each week. Tune in next week as we hear from Mark Wingfield and Terrence Williams. Is it going to start? I don't know. Let's try it again. Oh, man. What are we going to do? We're going to call Jarrett Auto Towing. They're here in Grotto's. Their phone number is 540-249-8282. Can you give me that number again? Yeah, it's 540-249-8282. Jarrett Auto Towing is a proud sponsor of Simple Truth Radio. Give them a call at 540-249-8282.